Hey everybody, I'm heading to a club fitting in a couple weeks and just wanted to share some thoughts as I enter into that realm of getting some new sticks. I'm getting hooked up with all Srixon Cleveland stuff, getting a staff deal. So uh, that's going to be really fun, get some gear and uh, just got some thoughts on what club fittings are all about and um, you know, some of, some of you may think that there's some snake oil salesmanship going on but um there used to be some of that but nowadays most of it is really scientific and um really grounded in data so hopefully you find this conversation uh, beneficial and uh, i know a lot of you are probably going to get into some equipment heading into the season this spring and if i can help at all with that just please let me know enjoy it guys this is the golf essentials podcast with casey Bork. I'm going to be on staff with Strixon in Cleveland, it turns out. So our management company, KPI Golf, is uh, signing an agreement with, with Strixon Cleveland um, to, uh, to be one of our equipment providers, uh, range balls, gloves, hats, um, certain amount, certain, uh, certain equipment that we'll have it at our facilities. We'll have other companies too, but that'll be one of our primaries. And, um, you know, because of that, we get, uh, we get spiffed up with, you know, some new sticks and bags and stuff like that. So really cool. Good to be back on uh, a staff deal. I haven't been on a staff deal for a while. So the interesting thing is uh, I'm going to be going out to the ocean club in Ormond beach for a club fitting. And I pretty much know my specs, you know, club uh, shafts, lie angles, lengths, grips, all the different things. And I pretty much know what I want, but there are a few things where there's some real value, in my opinion, with a club fitting. And some some people just sort of believe, well, the club fitting, club fittings come a long ways, I should say. Um, used to be just sort of a scheme to get you in the room so that they could upsell you on a bunch of stuff. And they didn't really necessarily know what was going to be best suited for your game. But nowadays, it's it's much more scientific. Launch monitors, you can see the numbers, you can see the results, you can compare to your current sticks, uh, you can get ball flight patterns, things like that. So you, you can truly change the game by a good, good club fitting. And um, so I'm looking forward to that. But the, um, the big areas with club fitting for me uh, are a few things. So the launch monitor is going to be super, super helpful because one of the big things is basically your set makeup. So obviously you don't want clubs that go the same distance, right? So, you know, you don't need a three iron if you have a hybrid that goes the same distance. Um, so you want to space out your yardages, but you also want to space out your your trajectories as well. So, you know, for me, I go down to a four iron um, and then I usually kick into a hybrid because I, I want to have the ability to hit the high soft one from, you know, 210 or whatever. Um, whereas a three iron would probably go the same distance, but it would come in low and hot and wouldn't hold any greens so it's really cool to get the carry yardages get the run out yardages to observe the trajectories on the on the long end of the spectrum on the short end of the spectrum 
it's it's important to 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 gauge that as well because clubs have changed over the years equipment companies the trend in the last 15 years or so has been to straight up make clubs stronger so what what used to be an eight iron is now a nine iron so um everybody likes to so the club club companies win right they make you feel like you're hitting the ball further but they're just stamping a seven on a six iron more or less um it's more complicated than that but you know you get the idea club companies want to be able to say that you know people are hitting the ball farther and that's one way to do it um so the the thing that happens at the short end of the set when you when you have stronger lofts is um your pitching wedge where it used to go you know 130 yards um is now going 140 yards or something like that so it creates a much bigger gap so if you if you have a pitching wedge and then you have a 56 degree for your sand wedge it used to be cool to do that it, the pitching wedge would basically run into your sand wedge and everything was cool um, because the pitching wedge uh, used to be 50 degrees of loft okay and a 56 is 56 and then you got the 60 or you could do 55 60 if you like even numbers um, whatever but now pitching wedges have moved to 46 degrees of loft so they're they literally are like what used to be a nine iron so um, but your pitching wedge is there, and now you've got this huge gap between your pitching wedge and your sand wedge, so you need a gap wedge. Uh, so they not only capitalize on people feeling like they're hitting the ball farther, but they're able to sell you an extra wedge at the short end of the spectrum. Um, it is what it is. But you gotta you got to sort of test that out, and last thing you want is a, you know, a 20-yard or 25-yard gap at the short end of your set. You can deal with those gaps at the long end. You're not going to be that precise anyway, but at the short end where you're scoring, don't have these huge gaps between your clubs. It's just bad practice. is bad for your, your scoring. Um, so the, the other thing, uh, there are a couple more things about the club fitting that I think are really important. So for me, I've been playing a long time, so I, I know what shafts I like in my irons. I, I've always played the Dynamic Gold S300s. That's sort of what I've always done. Um, that's what my, my swing's used to. That's what I'll probably go with. Um, but with the woods, shafts are improving and changing all the time. And rather than getting psyched up over whatever the next sexy shaft is and you know $100, $200 upgrades for these shafts, I would highly suggest just hitting a bunch of shafts, a bunch of clubs with a bunch of different shafts. And if, you know, you're having a good a good swing day and you're playing at a decent place with some decent balls to hit, you're going to really sort of feel the differences in those shafts. Um, I never got much into shafts as far as the technical aspects, kick points and torques and weights and all that. I just hit them and said, I like this one. <laughs> you know, and that's that's what I look forward to in, in the long end of the spectrum, because ultimately I don't care what color the shaft is, what labels on the shaft. I just want to be able to hit the shots that I'm intending to with those particular clubs. So like, for example, for a hybrid, I want to be able to hit the low hard one that's running out, maybe turning right to left. I want it, you know, and then I also want to be able to hit the sort of the baby cut 
into into the hole that's going to be like 20 yards shorter than the hard one. Um, so I've got that versatility with that particular club. With a three wood, I kind of want to a lesser degree, but I kind of want a similar thing. I want to be able to pound it off the tee and hit that you know solid running shot. But as a second shot into a par five, I want to have the option, if I got a good lie or something, to be able to carry that thing and have a chance to hold a green. So I just hit the shots, and whichever ones feel good, that's the one I, I get. Uh, same thing with the driver. Um, I don't fall in love. I'm not romantic about labels on the shafts. I just get the ones that I think are going to make some sense and, and going to help me pull off the shots. So the last part of the club fitting that is really, really important for all of us is lie angle. And lie angle is, for those of you that don't know, um, as you're setting up to the, cl- to the club, it's whether the toe is tipped up in the air or down to the ground, like how flat the club is soling on the ground. And it's one thing to have the club flat on the ground as you're set up to it. But as you're swinging, it's got to be a dynamic fit. So a static fit would be to just set the club on the ground. Okay, my arms are a certain length. I stand here. Yeah, that looks about right. And and that's the fit. That's not the same as a dynamic fit. So a dynamic fit is you'll actually hit shots. And they'll put a little board underneath where you're hitting the ball. And they'll have some tape on the bottom of the club. And they'll figure out whether your divots are toe heavy, like the toe is digging into the dirt deeper, that would mean that your lie angle is too flat. So the toe is sort of hanging downward and they would need to bend it up. Um, If it's too upright, then your divots be heel heavy. So you can look at your divots on a day-to-day basis, like what part are are they, do they look like dollar bills or is that sort of entry exit of of the, the turf Is it at an angle? You know, is it consistently where the toe is digging in first or the heel is digging in first versus the other other way around? And um, so that's really important, um, especially at the short end of the spectrum. So if you can picture this um, and you may, you know, as you're hearing this, try to visualize it. So if if you're holding a driver or a one iron, right? Most of you probably have never held a one iron, but so a driver or one iron that has very little loft, say like nine degrees of loft, right? So as it's set on the ground, you, you can just see a little sliver of that club face. And if you take the club up and you pick it up where the shaft is horizontal to the ground in front of you, you can visualize that even though you're still basically square to your target line the club right the club you haven't turned the club face opened or closed it's still square but because of the loft on that club face the the actual face itself would now be pointing nine degrees to the left of your target line okay so that's that's a big deal It's not much of a big deal with a driver, number one, because we don't hold the club. We don't hit shots with the shaft out horizontally. We hit it, you know, 
on the ground and with a driver, it's really not that big of a deal if the toe is up in the air or the heels up in the air just a little bit, you know, same thing with a putter putter. I would, I would look at lie angle, but it's not as big of a deal because there's not much loft. But now if you do that same thing with a, a lob wedge or a sand wedge, right? So you're setting it down on the ground, you're square to your target line, and then you pick the shaft up so that the shaft is horizontal to the ground right in front of you. You haven't rotated the club face. And now if you imagine where that club face is looking, that if it's a sand wedge and you're holding it horizontally, it's literally looking 56 degrees to the left of your target. So if you hit a shot that was like waist high, right, with a swing that's sort of on a, on a horizontal plane and you, and you hit that shot, the ball would go way to the left. And that's because the toe of the club is up in the air. So that's an exaggerated perspective, but that's also the reason why if the ball's above your feet, you hook the ball to the left. If the ball's below your feet, you don't slice the ball to the right because you never set up with the toe of the club, you know, with the shaft vertical and, and the toe just pointed straight down into the dirt. Um, anyway, that's a different topic. But you can see, you can visualize, especially if you use a lofted club, you can visualize that if you rest that club flat on the ground, the sole is flat on the ground, the grooves are parallel to the ground, the club will point in the direction where the club, where the, where the leading edge is pointing, right? So it's, it's perpendicular to the leading edge. But if you, if you rest that club and you lower the shaft a little bit so that the toe raises up off the ground, now that club face itself, if you imagine a 90 degree angle off that, the face itself, where it's impacting the ball, as you raise that toe off the ground, you're now hitting the, the, the face is now looking further and further left the more that toe comes off the ground. So that's the importance of lie angle. If you've got divots that are really toe heavy, that that um, club face itself is looking to the right of the target. Even though you you think you're set up square, the club face itself is looking to the right of the target. And you're going to tend to miss shots to the right. And conversely, if you're heel heavy, um, or the club is too upright, you're going to hook shots a lot. So good club fitters can investigate that. They can figure out what you tend to do. And, you know, most of the time you want to shoot for a good flat lie angle at impact and then make your swing changes um, independent of that. But, you know, in some circumstances, if you're just an extreme slicer, for, for instance, and you're just tired of missing to the right, you can talk to them and say, hey, I, I just want to I want to bend my clubs. I want them a little bit more upright so I don't lose everything out to the right all the time. I don't have time to work on my game and practice and, you know, grind it out and fix my grip and all that. I just just want to bend them a couple de degrees upright and you'll notice a huge difference. It'll be super easy to 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 keep it online and, and avoid that slice. Problem is, when you need a slice, it'll be harder to pull that off. But um, so if, if you want to, you can go into your golf shop and if that's intriguing to you, go into your golf shop and most shops will have demo clubs that you can try out and talk to the pro and say, Hey, you know, give me something just to try on the range. Give me something with like four degrees upright standard and then four degrees flat, 
you know, so those are sort of the extremes and just let them, let them, you know, have you take those three clubs out on the range. They're probably like six irons or seven irons and hit a few balls with each of them. And you'll notice like the flat one, you're going to be hitting to the right, the upright one, you're going to hook. And hopefully the, you know, the, the, uh, the middle one's going to be somewhere, somewhere in between. So anyway, um, that's my sort of spiel on club fitting. So, um, I look for my set makeup, both distances and trajectory, uh, shafts. I know what my irons can handle. Um, but for woods, I just want to be able to have some versatility to hit the shots that I know I want to be able to hit and lie angle. I want to make sure that I dial in the lie angle exactly right, because if it's toe up or toe down at impact, um, that's going to really affect the shape of my shots. And I personally like to be able to work the ball both ways. I usually play a pretty straight shot, but if I need to, I want to be able to hit a cut or a hook into something. So hope that helps. I hope that clarifies. If you have any questions about your sticks, um, you're not sure if the stuff you've gotten is right, or, you know, you just need an independent person to ask questions and figure out what stuff you should buy. I don't give a crap what stuff you buy. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Um, so feel free to just hit me up on social or, or DM me or whatever, and I'll be glad to offer my two cents and, um, you know, let you know what, what I, I think about your equipment. And I know a lot of you are gearing up for the start of the season. You're going to be excited and, you know, maybe getting some new gear, stuff like that. Um, the masters usually brings that stuff out and, uh, everybody gets inspired and gets, gets fired up for spring. So if I can help in that way, please don't hesitate. And, um, I'm looking forward to my fitting here in a week and a half or so. And, uh, I'll let you guys know how it is, but the Strixon stuff is super, super cool. It's some of the best stuff that I hit at the show and, um, and Cleveland wedges, of course, their new wedges are just so, so good. So really excited about some new gear. It's going to be fun. And uh, looking forward to playing in some events this summer, too. So it's going to be pretty good, pretty good stuff, guys. Have a great night.